Jansen in the streets of Superflex City. Back here in Superflex City, it's me, it's me, it's SFD, and I've got uh, the uh, the the two drink minimum all the way from Florida uh, joining us in Superflex City <laughs> to dance to dance in the city. And oh, what a feeling it is! My my boy, two drink drinks. Thanks for coming on, man. It's What's up, uh, buddy. I just like I just don't get to talk to you enough just in general like that's just kind of uh, like uh, above all else I mean SF you know Scott Fishbowl just brings people together and uh the the reunion with you is is uh so far the highlight for me of the Scott Fishbowl experience Well I'll, I'll take that since Scott Fishbowl hasn't started yet and I'll, I'll take it as a compliment for now we'll see how that goes throughout the rest of the show but uh <laughs> I was I was thinking about that when you when you reached out um, you know I've, I've been a little bit of MIA with not a little bit a lot of MIA with uh, you know <laughs> podcasting and that kind of stuff going on with just all the personal stuff in my life but when you reached out I was like oh hell yeah I totally want to do that and then I was thinking and I was like I've I've probably done you know close to two handfuls worth of shows with you mm. and throughout you know breakdown and and super flexible and and stuff like that and I was just thinking I was like. I've never done a show just with John though. Yeah, we've never uh, went one on one. Swags has always, you know, always been there. Um, mainly that has to do, I would say, with uh, the fact that he does the editing when I'm on a show, and I don't have to do that. <laughs> so he's <laughs> he's kind of kind of be around, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, now that now that's up to you. But no, it's like, oh hell yeah, just me and John. It, this would be fun. Yeah, he's he's a straw for sure, stirring a drink. But uh, uh, it, yeah. It, it it was actually it was his idea and i was like oh man that's such a that's such a cool idea like yeah. i mean it, i i think that he was going to bring you on and he's like actually like i you know i get to talk to you all the time you know i used to talk to jay all the time um the one thing that i've never been able to do is listen to the two of you on a podcast together that i'm not on so you know i i thought it was a really cool idea but well, swags as you're listening, we'll try not to make it suck, but no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you can that's edit that cave- part out if you don't like it. <laughs> that's a caveat to this whole thing. This this whole series was is uh, it's swags brainchild. I think it's a super cool series. Uh, it's been a lot of fun listening to it so far. Uh, this has been my first opportunity to actually record one of these as as you know the the pilot is the host. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and and I I picked you because uh, I thought that you know again like I thought that was a really cool idea and uh, just wanted to get to catch up with you and then come to find out that <laughs> like you're just as you're just as apathetic about this like all of this stuff as could possibly be I know that's <laughs> a little bit of an overstatement but I just like. This is this is. I mean, you you said off air that you were going to blame it on me. Well, I just threw you under the bus well, on it, air. Dude. So like, <laughs> the, this was just a power move. Right. <laughs> so if this Whoever sucks, it's just because yeah, it. <laughs> it's just because Jay doesn't care. So <laughs> it's not that I don't care, and and I will agree that I I have definitely been enjoying listening to this this series that y'all have done. Um, yeah. It's it's a good time of the year for it too, right? And you get to know all these different people in different ways that you you're never gonna hear really. Like even on their shows or when they guess, like it might be a random question here or there that gets them off topic, but it kind of comes right back to the reason you had that guest on. 
yeah. fantasy football related. And, and we'll get to some of that and, and maybe more of that in this show than some of the other ones you've heard. But the, the music one is just, you know, when Scott put up music, I, I've heard Swag say, and I think you guys said it on the first one, it's just, it, you can bring everybody together with music even if yeah. they don't have the same likes there, you know what I mean? So, and, and I'm probably, I'm all over the board music wise. Nice. Um, even that's in my not, daily not, life. That's, that's not you not caring, by the way, that's just having like a wide range of, of musical taste. So, you know, sure. And, and I guess I didn't mean it to come off as saying not caring <laughs> before it's more is like, I listened to like even culture coach. It came out this morning. I, I listened to that one, you know, Dennis Bennett, that's a good one. Um, yeah. And it, you just listen to all these guys and, and even swags, like just throwing out names of like the drummer from the third part of the band that, that this guy was part of, <laughs> bro. I don't know any of that. You know what I mean? Like no. names. I don't even like even songs of names like are hard for me, but if it comes on, there's a good chance I know majority of the words and I'm going to sing along, you know, if I don't know all the words, right? Like, and, <laughs> and that goes uh, all the way from, you know, me growing up in, you know, central Florida, uh, mainly like a country background is what I grew up listening to a lot. Um, <clears throat> and then like, even my mom, like a lot of like oldies, like the fifties and sixties, you know, kind of music was always playing around the house. I'm like, I, what the hell is this? Like, this isn't for me. Like, why is this always blaring? And, and you make me listen to it. But, you know, I mean, country, rap, R&B, you know, pop, uh, metal, not super heavy metal. But, you know, there are some things that I don't mind getting into or depending on what I'm doing, we'll gladly put on different kind of music just across the board. You know what I mean? Like, my wife makes fun of me. If I'm mowing the yard, I have earpods in and I'm listening to country music because I just feel like that's what you're supposed to do. Like I'm I'm outside <laughs> mowing the yard for two hours, like country music should be in my ear. Like country if specifically? I'm, yeah, yeah. And, and and it's country across the board. It's just like, all right, Kenny but Chesney, like, because I'm mowing my yard, like that's just what I'm supposed to do. Let's get some like Tim McGraw. Like oh, I don't have you, a sexy you... tractor, I'm doing a push mower, but shit, it still works. I was just gonna ask, like, are you are you on a rod riding mower and just like pretending it's a tractor? Like you've got the the piece of of wheat like sticking out of your out of your mouth, just like that no, that I, long I thing. I don't like have the little the little wheatgrass <laughs> straw poking yeah. out or anything like that. No, and 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 I'm trying to get my exercise. My yard isn't super big anymore since I moved, so I got the push mower. I got the electric push mower, so I'm just yeah. running that guy through. And I love the electric push mower because it's way quieter. I don't have to turn my earbuds on as high and, and can rock out that way too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I need my exercise. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of just built in, I guess, with home ownership. <laughs> but I, right. I like the idea that like country music, like all these different genres kind of have their own, their own purpose, you know, kind of their own, their own place in our, our lives. And I like the idea that, um, that like country music being like the, the one associated with, you know, like manual labor, like blue collar work and stuff. Right. Like I mean, that. that's, you know, probably quarter, quarter of the, the songs you listen to will, will say something along those lines anyways. And I'm like, yep, about to make this turn. Look how straight this line <laughs> is in my grasp. But, yeah. but like if, if I'm working out at lunch or something like that, then it's, you know, it's hard rock or, you know, like 90s alternative, something like that, just to kind of get me in the mood and kind of get me pumped up. I, you know, I think there's all those different, you know, scenarios that way for me. Yeah. So classic what, rock when I'm driving. 
when it's not yeah. podcast, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, old, old, <laughs> old school classic rock, or, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you to the gun here. And and Tom Petty is is almost always on in my car if I'm driving more than like 30 minutes. Nice. So you're you're in the Tom Petty division. Was that yes, your sir. first choice? It was my first choice. Um, nice. That's that's just I. I didn't care about draft spot, which is mm-hmm. nine, by the way, just to throw that out there. Um, I cared more about being in that division first. Um, my second choice is probably one that would take you a long time to get to if you were to guess. So I'm just going to throw it out that my second pick was in sync. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, I, I even got made fun of by, uh, uh, George from Break from the Grind when he saw that I wasn't in the NC division because um, he said I should have been in that first and uh, no that just kind of goes back and <laughs> forth you know like uh, people like don't make fun of me and say Backstreet Boys and I'm like nope NSYNC for life Backstreet Boys sucks like it goes back to <laughs> to that like I did a, a 90s pub crawl and this was like maybe four three years ago and I uh, bleach I tried to bleach tip my hair uh, it went horribly but. wrong, and I bleached my whole full fucking head. That was nice. cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I rocked. Uh, I went and got me an NSYNC t-shirt, and I put on jean shorts and some white shoes, and went to that pub crawl and got all the looks. That was funny. <laughs> I'm not a small dude. I'm pretty big. You know, I'm six seven, six eight. You know, three hundred plus pounds. And you see this dude with a bleached head and NSYNC shirt come in. You're like. Yeah, that dude's on something, which was probably true at the time, but you know. <laughs> and now you're someone's dad. Like, <laughs> the, so... I was that person's dad then, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I remember her being like, what did you do to your hair? Because she could talk at that point. And I was like, daddy was having fun one day. Nice. Too much fun. Yeah, you know. It wasn't nice. a sober decision for the hair, but it, it was fun. Yeah. What, like, what was it about in sync? Like, is is there? Uh, I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, you know, late nineties. Um, I had a lot more female friends than I did male friends, like through high school and stuff like that. And it was just like that, boy. like swoon over all of those different ones. And I'd be like, all right, I, I get I don't look like them, but. Like I'll rock that song. Like I've seen the shit out of NSYNC, like in the shower, even now or something like that. But back then, it'd be like, yeah, like let's listen to that in your car or in my car. Sure, like let's rock <laughs> out. And it just got to a point where I was like, this is cool. Like, yeah, I, just kind of like I, I mean, you're... I feel like good music is good music. I don't care what genre it is. Like if it makes you feel a certain way, then it works for me. Yeah. I mean, like, that's honestly, that's like a pretty mature perspective on it. You know, that's, that's kind of, I, I mean, I probably it kinda... said it wrong then. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, because back then, I mean, I think that like you and I are right around the same age, uh, yeah. if not identically the same age, but like, I'll be 39 you know, this year, later this year. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm about a year older. So like, yeah. You know, the, uh, when, when that stuff came out, I mean, for me, like, I, I mean, I really kind of came up with punk rock. So that stuff was just sure. kind of the opposite for me. I was just like, you know, fuck those little, like, you know, sure. the, like, and, and like, I, I just did like, didn't even listen to the music. I didn't even pay attention to the music. And now, you know, as an older guy, I'm, I mean, I'm still, still very much like punk rock is ingrained in me. Sure. But, 
you know, I can, I can, now I can listen to, you know, the, the, the pop stars of today and just appreciate the actual music, you know, sure. Bruno Mars is, is just one of my absolute favorites. And, and I'm just like, man, that, like that little dude is, it can write a freaking song, man, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, <clears throat> and, and Justin Timberlake became one of my favorites, you know, mm -hmm. just, just a hell of a musician back in the day though. He was just an entertainer. You know, yeah. I and mean, like and they just take it to another level. Yeah. And and he was just the, you know, he was the he was the pretty boy with the the white boy afro that I was just like, man, like fuck that guy. But like right. now I'm <laughs> you know, but now now it's like, man, that's like that's a serious, like legit musician right there. Right. So like to to be able to recognize that at a time when, you know, I mean, I also think that that for a lot of us, maybe, you know, pride, ego, testosterone, you know, puberty, like shit like that got in the way a little bit. That's, and, that's fair. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I have a big head. It was more maybe come back to that apathy part where I don't really give an F in certain situations, <laughs> right? Like yeah. in high school, I was the tallest kid in our high school. I was the tallest kid in our County. Like, I don't give a shit what you think about me. Right, like, you're not gonna I'll, say it to I'll my face, some, right? I'll sing some Mariah Carey someday from back in the day in, my, in your face and dare you to say something. Like I wasn't, <laughs> I was a lover, not a fighter. But it's because I didn't have to fight. Nobody wanted to come, you know. Nobody wanted to figure out what was gonna happen if I fucking flip. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I mean, I would do that. Like, listen to some, and you know, I even throw it back, like in high school, like playing basketball or whatever. Like I would listen to Phil Collins while I'm stretching in the locker room. But right before we went out, I put on the Machiavelli CD from Tupac. Like, nice. just get hyped. So like, there was never like, well, I'm, I'm listening to this now. You know what I mean? Like I was making, you know, own playlists, even on like cassettes and stuff like that back in the day that were just, somebody else would listen to it and be like, were you on acid when you made this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like as the progression of this tape goes or whatever. And I'm like, I know, but it's good music and I'm going to go drive later and put it on. And like, they're all the stuff I enjoy. If you don't like it, that's fine. That's why there's a, you know, floppity jillion songs out there. You go do you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So but, jillion, technical term, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's get back to Tom Petty then, because, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, I think that, that it just kind of fits with the, like Tom Petty is kind of a, is a very like mature, uh, you know, musical taste, I suppose. Um, and the fact that, you know, you just kind of had like a, a very mature, very, you know, uh, you just had, you know, you had that very mature kind of approach to music all along. So I'm kind of curious, like when, at what point in your life did Tom Petty become, you know, your top choice for SFB 11, um, you know, without even knowing that that was going to be a thing, but like, what was the moment and how? So that, that comes down to my dad, um, mm -hmm. growing, growing up, um, my parents got divorced early and I just, I remember like being over there on the weekends and we would go just drive wherever. Sometimes we literally just went and drove. And that's, I mean, that's probably why I enjoyed doing that as I got older too. But that was, that was one of my dad's, you know, favorite musicians growing up. 
my dad, you know, saw Tom Petty. So my dad went to University of Florida in Gainesville and Tom Petty first started out in Gainesville, you know, long before he was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, it was Mud Crutch. Um, and my dad saw him as Mud Crutch in like these little tiny, you know, no name dive bars playing for, you know, basically my dad and like his buddies, you know what I mean? There'd be like 20 people there or something like that. So that was always somebody he learned to follow. So as I got older and to the point where I were riding in the car, I don't get to pick the music, right? It's his car. So we're just rocking out to Tom Petty. Um, and I remember Full Moon Fever comes out. And like, even now when I hear Running Down a Dream, like lots of songs give me goosebumps or goosebumps or whatever you call it from whatever part. But Running Down the Dream is one of the ones where I can close my eyes and I can see us riding down the dirt road like to that song. And like, he would always like, you know, it's, it's uh, we're going slow down the dirt road, but he would like shake the wheel like we were going out of control or whatever, like during <laughs> certain parts of that song. And I just like, I can feel it. Like I can feel the car shaking now, even when I listen to it. So I just knew Tom Petty was like, yeah, I'm definitely doing that one. <laughs> like, yeah. Put me in any spot you want to, but I'm going to be in Tom Petty division. Did you ever get to see Tom Petty live? Right. So I hear everybody on the series and they're like, yeah, I saw this guy like four times and I followed around. No, I, I didn't no. see Tom Petty live. I, I, I tried a few times, not hard enough, but like tried to set up like, all right, he's not coming to Florida, but he's going to be in, you know, Nashville, Tennessee. Let's, let's try to do a road trip and something would always come up. You know what I mean? I, I definitely remember trying a few times and then, and then, uh, you know, just finding out he, he he passed and I always miss that opportunity. It's like, well, that that blows. You know, I have I have a few like uh DVDs of live shows that my dad had that I that I've watched, but you know, that's not the same thing. You know, I mean I don't care how high you crank the surround sound speakers up and all that kind of stuff or put on headphones and listen to it. It's not the same. But it just it's just something, you know, even just from the song, I can appreciate, you know, just some of the words or even even what what maybe it meant to him during that time and the people around him. Yeah. But no, never, never got to see him. Yeah. Did uh, I mean, it, it, do you feel like at any point like so I love when music is you know kind of a, a little bit of a family heirloom like i talked about it on uh, you know with swags about yeah. johnny cash for me you know with yeah. my with my grandpa it was it was you know he kind of passed that on to me and i mean he passed away in 2001 and johnny cash still put out some new music uh, you know particularly mm -hmm. that that cover album um yep. and you know it felt a little bit like that you know it, it kind of became um you know, my, my musical interest, not just, you know, that, that kind of extension of my relationship with my grandpa, like that was still there for sure. That was a, that was a big part of it, but there was, you know, there was some Johnny Cash music there that my granddad never got to hear, you know? So it yeah. kind of felt, it, it, it felt a little bit like it became, you know, it kind of became my own thing. I wonder, like, yeah. did Tom did Tom Petty ever kind of do that for you? Like, at any point, did it just kind of become your own, or or was it always just kind of a shared thing with your dad? Um, I think it's kind of shared. I mean, I I yeah. don't 
I could say I probably wouldn't have been into Tom Petty without my dad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, sure. I don't know that I would have, have gone that way just just because, you know, when you're growing up and when that music was, not that he didn't put out music, you know, later on or whatever. But no, I, I feel like that's something that's definitely from him and and will remain ours instead of mine. Yeah. But I, uh, it's funny, Johnny Cash. I, I'm a big fan of Johnny Cash. And I remember having tickets to go see Johnny Cash when I was living in Tampa at this little tiny bar in Ybor City. Um, I had seen a few other shows there with like some local bands and some some people that, you know, kind of had like one hit wonders, like a social burn or um, taking back Sunday, some some punk rock bands, um, you know, because I, I just enjoyed music and being there. But there was only like, I want to say like maybe a thousand people max in this little venue. And when I was there seeing that show, they're like, Johnny Cash coming in three months or whatever. And I was like, yep, I'm going to go ahead and buy tickets for that. And they're like, tickets are eleven dollars. And I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> Okay. Yep. That's done. I'll go ahead. And I bought four of them while I was right there. Cause I think I like, I had 50 bucks on me and I was like, well, I guess I'm not drinking anymore because I'm buying four <laughs> tickets. So you know I mean, like I'm getting that. And, uh, like before that show came around, he got where he wasn't doing good and then he passed. So I never got to see him. Like it had kept coming up and I was like, man, and I, I actually, I lost those tickets. Like, changing girlfriends and moving and stuff like that. Like I don't have those anymore. And I had them for a while and I was like, no like why why don't i have that but yeah i mean i i would have loved to see johnny cash like did you get to see him live no i never I did say, i don't think you yeah. said that yeah yeah but, that's it's an all-time regret for sure right but i don't like like i said listening to the series like a lot of people have, have seen those people they're in the bands out many times and that's it's something special to them and i can't imagine like like if you got to see Johnny Cash, even just by yourself, or like say with your grandfather, like if I got to see Tom Petty with my dad, like maybe it makes that moment more special. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in that time. But like I'm not less of a fan of their music because I didn't get to do it. You know what I mean? Like that music For still sure. means something to me internally, and not just to me, but like with my dad or you with your grandfather. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was never about, I mean, it's, it's so funny because, you know, we always talk about like seeing them live as if that's some kind of, you know, milestone that you have to reach in order to, you know, to prove your fandom. And it's like, right. I mean, you know, some of these guys, you know, they, they, you know, they, they weren't as active by the time we were old right. enough to, you know, to make those decisions. So, I mean, they're, they're, some of them just weren't even alive anymore, you know? Right. Um, well, we're, I've been to we're... lots of live shows that sucked too. And I come around, yeah. uh, I come, I come back thinking and I'm like, man, what's like, is it just an off night or is like, is this sound just not, not what I expected and doesn't, doesn't come across. And you hear other people yeah. and it sounds even better. You know what I mean? Like, there's a yeah. there's a fine line there and i've had that happen in the same show before i'm a, i'm going to jump the genres completely but i sure. saw snoop snoop perform live which was amazing right mm -hmm. and i almost wonder like was snoop that good or was nelly who opened up for him who nobody knew who he was just that awful on stage cuz i walked <laughs> away from that like i walked from nelly and i literally was like i'm going to go up and get a drink this is awful right yeah. it was like you know holler at me when snoop comes back because i'm walking back for it but so it's just weird how like some sometimes i go to a show and it's like oof 
nope, that's not going to work. Like, uh, this is awful. Like, uh, I'm going to go back to thinking of them from my CD because it, it's just way better. <laughs> or others I get to and I'm like, man, I'm going to dive into even more of their catalog and see what I haven't found out yet because this sound is great. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like there's kind of like two different skill sets and and some musicians focus on it and some don't. It's almost like a, you know, like like a running back, um, you know, putting yeah. in some extra time into, you know, getting good at catching the ball out of the backfield. Like most of them are just kind of machine ever yeah. helped Jordan Howard. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yes, like some musicians don't really focus on, you know, things like stage presence and yeah. on you know making the sound translate because it's it's easy there there are some songs so like i'm a i'm a, a lead singer in a yep. rock band and uh i played with a band uh here in denver called rachel and the kings i don't think they're around anymore but i was talking with with rachel afterwards singer songwriter um incredibly talented but she was saying that like you know, half of her songs, she can't play live. They just don't translate live. Like there's just so many different effects and, you know, the quote unquote studio magic that goes into yeah. recording a song. And then you get on stage and you're like, all right, how the hell do we do that? You know? Right. And, and a lot of times, you know, they, they focus on, you know, loops and different tracks and stuff to, to kind of in the background um, is how you accomplish it. But, you know, for the, the little bars that we were playing, she yeah. didn't have a chance, you know? So like, I, I, and I think that a lot of musicians at every single level, like some of them j just don't even consider that until they're there. Yeah. And then they're the, the true, you know, the, the true masters of their craft, like Snoop who, you know, they think about like, you know, how do I, like, it's one thing to record an album it's yeah. a completely different thing to go out and put on a live show that is, that people are going to remember, you know? Yeah. Like, like you say, um, you know, it just doesn't translate. I, I go see me, me and a close buddy of mine, um, go see this Led Zeppelin cover band called Get the Let Out. They tour up and down, I think just like the East Coast. I don't think they go anywhere else. Um, but they have like six or seven people on stage sometimes and he'll come out and he's like but but we have to to get the sound even close to what you know they would do there like especially in studio because there were so many different effects that doesn't translate in a live show so we bring extra people out so we can get at least close to it you know what i mean like they, right. they try to make it sound as close to what what you think you know you, or you, you remember hearing from the cds or when you went to those shows so yeah um and, I, and sometimes I, I that's... To, go ahead no, no, no. After you, yeah. No, I was gonna say like I, I went and saw like uh, Journey and Steve Miller band. Like those were yeah. amazing in, in in person. Like I I was going for Steve Miller band. My wife wanted to go for Journey. We went with some friends. You know, this was after Journey replaced you know lead singer with the, the little Filipino guy dude. Or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> whatever. But like that dude rocked it, right? Like it, he's it was great. Awesome. Yeah. Right. It was it's amazing. just so funny to to see him just like jumping around on the stage with all the old right. guys around him and. Yeah, he's, he's like a little spider monkey. Like, that dude did not <laughs> stop moving, man. It was all over the place. And, like, yeah, there's a little bit of that accent there, especially with certain words. But there were there were moments, I feel like, where, like, I'm drinking my beer, not really paying attention to it. And, like, you know, your eyes kind of closed. And you're like, that's uh, that's about as close as I've heard to the CD, you know what I mean, when it wasn't him singing. You know, yeah. again, so, some of that comes out or whatever in, in different words. But it's like, 
yeah, like it's just awesome. And Steve Millerband was amazing. Like that, that dude just crushed it on stage. Like, why, why are you the opener for Journey? Like, that's not fair. Like, in my, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, this would be the other way around, dude. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> I, I love it when those, uh, those older, those like, you know, quote unquote classic rock now, yeah. but those, you know, those older rock bands just kind of get together and tour together. Like, there's a lot of that now. Like, I saw Journey with Cheap Trick and Heart. Like that yeah. is a, that's an incredible lineup, you know? Right. But that's just kind of what they're, what they're doing now. And it's just like, it, yeah, it's, it's such a treat. And I, I just, I need to do more of that. I need to get to more of that type of show, you know, rather than focusing on just the one band, like take advantage of the fact that you can see, you know, all these great bands together all in, in one show, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would call them all great, but there used to be uh, <laughs> this, this Earth Day birthday celebration in Orlando that I went to yeah. a few years in a row. And it basically was like, they shut down like an area of downtown Orlando where all like the clubs and bars and stuff were, and we just put a stage in the middle of like an intersection. And, and, you know, the, what was it, the one lineup, I think like it was offspring disturbed seven dust, mud vein, bug cherries, uh, some Mary three, like, all of a sudden, like, I don't really know a lot of those going into it, but I'm tall. So I can see over the crowd. I know what's kind of going on. And I like, can slowly i'm not very good at like sliding between people because i'm larger than like the two people in front of me combined but then they turn around and see me and they just kind of like part ways you know what i mean like yeah i'm gonna come through here don't mind me but like <laughs> you just get to hear all this different music at one time and it's like yes i have to pee but i've not made it to like 15 feet from the stage so i'm holding this bitch as long as i can right like i'm I'm up here so I could see Disturbed again or Seven Dust, who, who I saw a few times growing up. And I was like, yeah, but I want to see them here. Right. And I'm so glad I did that because at the one show, probably like in 2001 or two, maybe, Lejean from Seven Dust, one of the few names I actually know of fucking bands, came out and sang with Disturbed. And, and, and they did Waffle from Seven Dust, but but Disturbed, it, I don't know. It was like there was just some crazy collaborations here where I'm just like, shouldn't make sense but it sounds amazing like and yeah. and that's not recorded anywhere you know what i mean like that's not on an album anywhere that's just because they were there and like the old classic rocks guys are doing just kind of hanging out and playing that's what they did you know what i mean they're just like hey let's do this hell yeah yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> the people standing behind you fucking hate you by the way but again they'll never say it they're not gonna say it to your right? face and like <laughs> so. you said i don't care anyways right <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 exactly i think i probably uh, put like my girlfriend at the time on my shoulders too so now we're like nine feet tall like in the middle <laughs> of the stage nice. there's just 50 people behind us just giving us the bird you know what i mean like yeah. look at this jerk <laughs> <laughs> there's just like a like a, a swath like a like a five foot swath like directly behind you all the <laughs> way back <laughs> right. like, um, we can get a good spot and then they start walking like oh no got it got it yeah just, just push to the side <laughs> yeah uh all right uh fa besides running down a dream favorite tom petty song or most meaningful tom petty song like that has you know a memory or a or a, a, a feeling attached to it. Man, that's, that is tough. Um, I don't know. I think, 
you know, as I don't think you can say free falling, by the way. I don't think that's and, allowed. And, uh, and that's that's 100% fine. And I don't want to be like a snob <laughs> or be like, I hate that song. Like, it has its place for sure. I hate yeah. that. Like, when I put on, like, my Amazon music and I put on a Tom Petty station, like, free falling is the first one to come on. Like, just every time. Like, it's just at the one. But, sure. you know, then I think about it. I'm like, okay. But now I can just skip it, right? And I can just go through the rest of the catalog. And I'm not, like getting into the zone of Tom Petty and then free falling comes in like five songs in and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to sing it now. Cause it's on like, you know what I mean? Or I'm doing something, but you know what I mean? So yeah, man, it's, it's tough. Uh, lately, uh, lately I'd say um, learning to fly is, is one I've, I've really been into and, and, and kind of hits differently just with some of the personal stuff, you know, that, that's gone on with me that way. So sure, I, I'll say learning to fly because I don't know that that song gets enough credit either. I mean, yeah. like that's, I don't hear people say that a lot or like in our, you know, Tom Petty group chat. Um, I don't know that that one's come up, you know, that way when people are saying things. So that's, that's definitely, definitely one of my favorites, at least now, but the, the catalog's so big. Um, you know what I mean? I just, I just let it run and there'll be songs I haven't heard in a while. And I'll be like, all right, let me go ahead and let's listen to that one again. Yeah. Yep. Let's listen to that one again. Yeah. Hell yeah. And the nice thing is there's so many, like he's, he's one of those, the few that has like just such an extensive catalog that it's like, you know, you can, you can like, you don't, you don't even have to, you know, like, like skip ahead in, in a lot of the albums, at least you don't have to like skip to the next, to the, to the good one. Cause it's like, I mean, I can listen to that whole album all the way through, you know? like it, it doesn't happen often like that's a really hard thing to accomplish but he's he's they have several of those albums where it's just like man yeah the whole way through without skipping like uh the into the great wide open is the i think it's that's like super early 90s so like i'm not even 10 when that comes out you know what i mean so uh that one's got some songs on it you know that's one of those albums that uh, another one i don't know that gets enough credit um for for what it is and that i could just let that ride like all right i had 65 plus minutes to drive somewhere i'll just listen to that whole album like just let it ride and then when i get there i know the album's over you know what i mean or like yeah. nope it's got three songs left but I'm, I'm to my destination well i'm gonna make a loop around the block like i'm not stopping it now you know what i mean like i, I feel like i at this point i'm going to finish um you know the story he was telling on this album yeah yeah um i guess we should talk just a little bit of scott fishbowl i don't i, I don't know no that is why we're here right? <laughs> yeah yeah i guess so <laughs> um i mean so like not to belittle like the you know the the charity aspect like i said at the top it you know it it, it really just kind of brings people in the community together and in some cases brings people back together so like there's there's so much about the scott fishbowl that's that's so important and so meaningful that like the actual fantasy football part all, really kind of takes a backseat to all of it, at least for me. But like, you know, there is that's that is kind of the crux of of what we're doing. So I am curious. You're at the 109. Have you thought much about, you know, what you're going to do with it? Uh, at least like, you know, first couple picks, uh, two or three picks. So you know, uh, positions you're looking at. Yeah, I've. I'm in one of your mocks that you set up, which I know nice. you're always setting up, you know, DLF mocks all the time. But mm -hmm. 
I don't know that it gets said, but that's appreciated because I know that's not the easiest thing in the world to do for you on that side. So, yeah. you know, big, big props to you for, for doing that. And, Thanks, and to do it for something like Scott Fishbowl is, is so separate from the ones you run for DLF and trying to do ADP. And, and, and I would assume like, usually you do what, maybe like four or five for DLF during the month, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you get to 10 during busy at max. How yep. many have you done for SFB? Like a hundred maybe? We're, like, we're getting close to 70. So right? yeah. We'll... Like, so again, <laughs> yeah. that way. I've done that. Thanks, and man. then I don't, I, I can't think of the guy's name right now, but I'm sorry, dude, if you're listening, I'm, I apologize. Um, but when <laughs> you'd set up a little, little app where I could run through the Scott fishbowl, like by myself, you know what I mean? Like yeah. super fast. Um, and, and I, I believe I believe I heard Tacit Assassin on 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 the latest dummies talking about how that is pulled from your your ADP that you're doing from DLF for his to kind of be in order for SFB. Um, so I, I've done a few from there because I can do a whole mock in like five minutes on, on yeah. that one and just and try a couple different things. At the 109 spot, um, I've I've gone quarterback quarterback. Mm-hmm. I've gone running back running back. When I do double up on either spot, even with the third round reversal coming back to me early in the third, I generally feel really weak trying to then jump to one of the other positions and, and see what happens to me. Yeah. Um, I, I will say in the in the one that you set up that I'm in, I started off down cook Ezekiel Elliott because I was like, Zeke there at the second. I'm going to push this and see in this mock how the quarterbacks go. I know Swags is listening right now, and he's like, "You dumbass, you messed it all up." Like that's not how that's gonna <laughs> fall. And I totally get that, right? I've, I've I've had I've had the pleasure to be in my this is my fourth year in Scott Fishbowl, I believe. I think I won a satellite in six to get into seven, so I've done seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's five. I'm good at math. Um, so I, I've I've done really. I did. I made the playoffs year one. I think I did it in year two and I probably have like five combined wins in the last three years. Like, so it's, it's all <laughs> over the place. Who, who knows? And every single mock is, or every single draft is going to be drastically different. I know we've heard that across the board, but for those of you new to the game, it's a hundred percent true. You could see quarterback 10 go off in the first round in some, and you might not see 10 go until, you know, into the third in others. Like it, it just really, it just really depends. I would assume the way Scott's, you know, set up set up the scoring and this being the second year of the scoring being the same, that quarterbacks won't last that long that way. Um, mm-hmm. But in that in in your mock that I started off running back running back, I have I still have four starting quarterbacks. I mean, I I, I went quarterback four picks in a row after that to yeah. to kind of see how how that would work. And and I don't necessarily hate that setup, but I don't also believe that to happen. So for those of you in Tom Petty division that are listening to this, don't tempt me, right? Don't tempt <laughs> me to go two quarterbacks in a row. But if you leave those running backs there, like Cook and Ezekiel Elliott would not surprise me if they, I mean, they both have outcome of finishing top three, top five at running back this year. So if I started off that way, you know, I, I could piece together the quarterback. I, yeah. I'm not as strong as in, in the quarterback as QBX or even Swags is kind of modified version in that regard too. 
Um, but I love the idea of having enough on my lineup so I could play in the matchups I want to. Yeah. I I will have four starting quarterbacks on my roster. Whether that fourth quarterback is an actual starter in week one, or if it's like uh, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, like one of those combos, or uh, like uh, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, like one of those. Like one of those guys is probably like my fourth quarterback is how is how I believe it will probably turn out, especially if I went running back, running back to a start. Yeah. Yeah. I it it it's all lethal, man, I think. Um I like so is it. it Drew Locke so, or Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, more games this year. I don't care about starting. Let's, who who starts more games for this season? <laughs> I think you want them both. <laughs> I, I really do. I think it's going to be a revolving door between the two. I think, think it goes I, back and forth, not game I, to game, but maybe a couple games, and then I switch, and then goes back and forth. Yep, yep. I think okay. I think whoever starts has a short leash, and whoever replaces him has an even shorter leash. Okay, and is it is it something that could happen in game two though? Yes, yeah. They, I think the so leash is going to really be that short. Like, it, all right, well, Drew Locks in the start well, of the game, but if Teddy's in by the second because Drew threw two picks, like. Uh, I'm not yeah. going to know that before I have to pick it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's why I say, I think you need both to complete the, like to, to call it, to say you've got the Broncos starting quarterback. I think you have to have both all year. So, I mean, it, the, I, it's a strategy. You can do it, but You're both uh, going late enough where I don't think it hurts you. And then yeah, in a way totally. it would, to, you know, to do that somewhere else, but okay. So same situation. Mm-hmm. Hill or Jameis, you're on the Jameis bandwagon there. Yeah, I feel man, like I've I, heard you kind of lean that way. I, I know you don't like lean Winston, but yeah, I yeah I hate Hill more than you dislike Winston. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I I don't like the way Jameis Winston plays quarterback, but at least he's a real quarterback. Like you know, he's okay. he Taysom Hill is not, and I think that we saw enough of that. So. I don't know. That's that's my thought, but it's another one that you probably just want to get them both. You know, I think a lot of these, uh, there's there's several of those situations. You know, San Francisco, you probably want both of those guys. Washington, you probably Our, want both of those guys. And and honestly, like that worked out for me last year because we weren't convinced that Justin Herbert was going to get in anytime soon. Sure. So I got I I ended up with uh, Taylor and Herbert. And, you know, just to complete the the set. And then, I mean, week two, uh, he gets, he you know, the the trainer sabotages Taylor and, yeah. and you know, all it's all, it, you know, it's history from there. But, uh, and, and Herbert was great for me. So, you know, I think it's a valid strategy. It's just, it, it just sucks that you have to commit, you know, two roster spots to it. But so not yeah. in dynasty aspect, but in a tournament like this, or even like a redraft for Superflex, like Garoppolo, Trey Lance, Cam mm-hmm. Cam Newton, Mac Jones, like are those that one New England? I think you probably yeah. I think I think one that you yeah you grab one. I mean, you can grab both, and then whoever. Whoever loses that competition, I think you can drop. Right. Like I think that whoever wins the the job is your starter all year, or at least most of it. It just doesn't translate to go from, you know, to start Cam Newton and then, you know, partway through move over to Mac Jones. Like they're so they're two totally different players. So 
you know, now you've got, you've got to have your offense learn a totally new system like mid season basically. So, but that's kind of why I think Mac Jones is going to end up just winning that job. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And it sucks. He's by I love far him. one of the cheapest ones we've, we've talked about or mentioned so far. Mm-hmm. Like I think he just went in like the 15th round or something like that. in a mock again, that won't happen once we get there, but right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's, he's, got a decent shot at it but yeah yeah it's it's tough with those situations but uh, uh, to me all the more reason to uh to get on it a little early but but i'm with you i don't i I don't think you have to go qbx you know you don't have to one like this where you you can't trade it but are you okay then with I'll just go back to Denver because it stings you in the nostrils a little bit. And I like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, obviously, depending on your first two quarterbacks, but in this tournament like this, are you okay with then Teddy and Drew being your three and four? Um, so I would just call them both my third. Right. And so you need another one on top of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I think I would rather have them as my fourth. I think I would rather have something right. along the lines of, you know, those first two quarterbacks, maybe like Daniel Jones is a third. And then that combination of, of Locke and Teddy. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bottom line, I'd like to just avoid that thing altogether. Right. <laughs> Somebody else, please take it. Yes. Don't make me do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> plus like i know like i'm gonna I'll, I'll take like drew lock you know in the 10th round i'll be like all right fine like i need another quarterback i'm gonna put this combo together i take drew lock that next motherfucker is gonna take teddy for sure like right. that's just that's just what happens especially to me i don't know about you but like they see me coming and they just they do shit just to just to mess with me Oh, I I 100% know what you're saying (laughs) because I try to do that to you if we're in a mocker draft. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, now I've done it it just in a mock. Be like, suck that, Hogue. I just took Aaron Rodgers. You can't get him now. I know you did that. You you definitely did that. I remember. Uh, But now, now we're back on level playing field because I just spent the last 45 minutes picturing you with bleached hair. So we're good. We're good. You can snipe me all you want, but I still see you as, as the, the giant, what sixth member of NSYNC. So, you know, it. all right, man, we went way too long. Um, But but I edited it. So it's cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not doing the editing. And again, we don't we kind of don't really care. Like <laughs> Right. Uh we we established we that right sides. up front. <laughs> 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 it was just awesome to catch up with you, man. And we got to we, we, we've got to do it some more. We we're, we're going to need to uh talk football too at some point. So we're we're going to get on another podcast very very soon. Um, I appreciate good. your time. I know you got to get back to work, but dude, it's, it, it's good to see your face. Good to hear your voice. Um, just miss you around here and love you, brother. Thanks for coming Same. on, dude. All right, back at you, buddy. And we'll be back with another episode. Probably Swags will get to it way before I will. <laughs> He's putting out <laughs> like five to every one of mine, but uh, I'll do some more of these. I'll happily do some more of these. Um, and uh, yeah, in the meantime, uh, keep dancing. Keep dancing.